0: rolling
1: and we are <laughs> <laughs> <Movement> presents.
0: <sighs> movement presents.
2: hello welcome to episode number 12 of mass movement presents sponsored by engineer records the left of me is mass movement editor tim the doctor my marty <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> cheeky cheeky <laughs> We've got a stats show uh, today where we're once again gonna take a deep dive into Geekdom with we'll a look at Battlestar Galactica, both uh, nineteen seventy eight and two thousand four. There's been some exciting news this week in the world of theme parks, which we'll be discussing. Well indeed. <laughs> Tim will be telling you just why Captain America is the greatest avenger and we're talking about the enduring appeal of professional wrestling, even into your 40s and 50s, <laughs> which, even to my 60s, I think. I, 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 I would be happy to
1: die in the ring. <laughs> Just to get stomped with woo and then drop, drop dead. Heart attack, massive
2: coronary or an embolism. <laughs> First of all, as always, Tim is mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. I'm
1: as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! You know what I'm mad as hell about? There's an article in The Guardian, right? I, I, I know it makes me sound like I'm a bit poncy reading The Guardian. Go on then. Why, Why do so many people still believe the moon landings were fake? Do you know why so many people still believe the moon landings were fake? Go on. Because they're pure morons, that's why they believe the moon landings were fake. because they're completely stupid. Why would anybody fake the moon landings?
2: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. I mean, there's the whole sort of, uh, the argument is, and I, I agree with you on this.
1: First, right, okay. Just putting that out there, first yeah. of
2: all.
1: I don't have to punch you in the
2: face. No, 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 no. no. but it's the whole sort of, I think the argument is it's the whole winning the space race isn't it right okay Um, that was, I think that was the argument put forward for the moon landings being faked but yeah I yeah. don't believe it I think we were there the evidence says we were there yeah. we were there hmm. and the whole the other argument is always toss, tossed up is well why haven't we been back that's the other argument has always been tossed up and the yeah. story funding yeah, that's funding. It yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Serious, it's
2: funding seriously
1: it's funding that's what it comes down to exactly yeah yeah funding a friggin Capricorn one but yeah. much, much as I like the film Capricorn One, okay, it was a film. It was a, a fictional story. It wasn't meant to be taken as fact. Yes. Yeah. Which most people go, ah, Capricorn will f- cough
2: <laughs>
1: before I drown you in the toilet. <laughs> I swear to God. Has it been something in the Guardian this week? is it? Well, there was, there was an article about um, it's it's like the most popular conspiracy theory. You know, where, yeah. Like Moon is being faked, and people buy into this because people I think are fundamentally stupid.
2: Uh, that, that's been proven the world yeah, over, over the last few years I think
1: and, fu- and everybody has this glorified idea of self-importance like well I know all about this because I read so and so and so, so. Yeah. Alex Jones is not a mentor Alex Jones is a some Barely literate American conspiracy theory jockey yeah. you know, I'm uh, uh, masturbating over pictures of Herman Goering. <laughs> if you never a radio show, he's a vile piece of crap. And like, they buy into all these morons who think, well, I think because of this photograph and that photograph, all explained away. You know how they're explained away? The they're explained away the by science. If it yeah. hadn't been the moon, how can we bounce lasers from Earth to the moon to judge distance how far the moon is at any given point? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There are literally Mirrors placed on the moon by the crews of Apollo 11, Apollo 13, Apollo 12 and Apollo 14, right? They're there. Yeah, right? they, they are there. Yeah, Twelve men walked on the moon. I don't care that you're not one of them. It doesn't, because you weren't one of them doesn't mean you, it didn't happen.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: It happened. Don't tell me it
2: didn't. Just, oh. It seems like when it happened, it was celebrated. Whereas the years have gone on now, people are just getting more sceptical and more... People don't want to... Why don't you want to believe it? Why don't you want to be, you know, humans achieve that? Why can't you celebrate that? Exactly. Why why are we dumbing down human endeavour? Exactly. Why are
1: we dumbing down our potential as a species? Yeah. And we're dumbing it down because we would rather watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians than a documentary about NASA. People would rather watch, like, Love Island... And see some, oh, you pet, I'd like to feel your tits, oh, I'm going to yeah. squeeze your balls, boy. All that kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I have no idea what those accents were. But <laughs> yeah. they'd rather watch these va- vacant, vacuous human nothings yeah. pretend to interact on television for five minutes of fame than watch a documentary about the Industrial Revolution. Hmm. And I I I don't understand why people feel the need to just disappear into this world of nothingness yeah. instead of trying to better themselves.
2: We're here to learn, we're here to like self-improvement. Yeah, self-improvement, self-improvement should be a lifelong goal. Yeah, right?
1: Exactly. And I'm not just like watching some muppets slagging each other off. but Georgie Love Nest or
2: whatever it is on MTV. You know I what's, what uh... um I don't know I know the, I know you know yeah yeah. yeah yeah. Why? It's just stupid TV for stupid people. Right, and,
1: so, and this leads up to the things, well, I know all about the moon landings because I saw a documentary on YouTube by some rather knob in his bedroom who'd made up a load of stuff that he saw on the internet himself. Yeah. yeah. Use the internet for what the internet's supposed to be used for. Look at the pictures of
2: zany cats. Find the information.
1: M- wanking yourself into a good okay. 74 <laughs> right?
2: okay fair enough well that's what it is that's yeah yeah there yeah, for. yeah
1: if you if anybody, anybody says tells you I don't use this there for that liar liar liar, <laughs> liar pants on fire fibber yeah. <laughs> total total lies I know what you do <laughs>
2: it's cry wax and go it's Friday night it's cry wax and go <laughs> my favourite theory about the moon landing mm-hmm. is that it was all staged by Kubrick you hear uh, this one yeah Kubrick filmed it yeah, in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what. And he used
1: movie. it was the he used the same sort of special effects and sets as he used for, um, two thousand one. Two thousand one special effects. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's the theory. They basically expunged with Capricorn one because mm-hmm. it's all because the, the first mission to Mars is filmed. Yeah. Um. Uh, a, a Sort of a sound set in the Arizona desert, which is what essentially what Kubrick's supposed to have done with the moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. So all these people you've got to keep quiet who work for NASA, you've got to keep Buzz Aldrin quiet, Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, all the ground crew, everybody involved in the rocket, the people who picked the astronauts out of the ocean, right? The Navy. You yeah. You've got to keep all these hundreds of thousands of people quiet. Yeah. Right. Okay? Well, we all know, right? Human beings are shit to keep in secrets. We can't keep a secret. You, if I tell you something about Doris next door, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you You got to keep it a secret. Exactly. It's all around everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody can keep a secret. You can't. It's, it's just
2: not possible. We should celebrate it. It when, is. When what dumbing
1: down yeah. humanity as a species is making us all feel that we're worse than we are. Yeah. And we should be celebrating individual achievement and achievements by people like NASA, by organisations like NASA. We should be celebrating that. Instead, we're, like, we're putting Muppets like Boris Johnson up there. goes out with his little wig, flopping about <laughs> on his head,
2: proclaiming his you know love of fascism. I love the. um. I think it was a few years ago. Did you see that conspiracy theorist who approached Buzz Aldrin about it? Oh, Buzz nearly knocked him out. Uh, yeah, Buzz like, punched him in the face. Yeah. I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite yeah. bits, bits of internet footage you ever. Know? It's just, Come you're on, so stupid on. going, at, you know, this guy, you know, that's the pinnacle achievement it's, of his it's, life. It's this and you're insulting him. righteous entitlement. The yeah, whole- yeah
1: generation seems to have well, yeah. well i am absolutely right yeah and i know more than you No, you don't yeah far better men than you far better men and women than you worked incredibly hard for
2: for, for more than a decade to put men on the moon for and sure. they did it i mean i love a conspiracy theory it's, but it's it really i love reading them i love it i don't believe them right oh there's some there's someone might but i think okay there's I can, can lend sort of that makes sense that doesn't make sense but at the end of the day they are just theories you know it's... some some have credence okay? yeah 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 like, it's science fiction as far as i'm concerned
1: was you know lee what's his face the lone gunman
2: lee Harvey Oswald. yeah yeah
1: it was, no 9-11 no 9-11 huh. that's that's a failure of communication i think more than anything else i don't think that, I, I re, honestly i don't believe any conspiracy about 9/11. i, I think really. no i think a couple of terrorist lunatics made it through yeah, watch that because people drop their guard, and I think the planes. Why would you fly two airliners into the World Trade T- Towers? Right. And you want to make a big statement, hmm. okay? I don't believe 9 conspiracy theories. I just don't. I find them interesting. However, uh, a... do, I, was, second, do it, I believe that we are governed by a secret, a secret cabal of reptilian reptilian overlords? Yes, <laughs>
2: I, I I completely believe. Buy that. Now this should be a new thing because Conspir- we a different conspiracy theory every week. All right then. Yeah, we'll so... we tell you the truth you've heard it here first yeah still
1: debunk it it's it's, it's all nonsense (laughs) apart from the the reptiles are coming to get you yes they are yes they are don't trust anyone in authority reptiles
2: every single one of them so the message is just enjoy just celebrate celebrate human endeavor yes okay and if
1: you're in any doubt there are so many documentaries about the American space program and the Russian space program hmm. Yuri Gagarin the first man in space you then follow the Gemini Mercury and Apollo space program hmm. all the way from the beginning through to the, when Apollo 11 landed on the moon Apollo 14 land on the moon and you, you just I don't understand why people want to dumb everything down
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. it
1: can't happen because I know better no you don't know better yeah. you, you, you don't watch just a few don't.
2: documentaries and then go I know better.
1: Yeah. No. It's bullshit. Well, it's like documentaries. It's like, I've, I've been on the internet. I've looked up. I yeah. Some nobred on YouTube has said, we didn't go to the moon because look at the way the flag's moving in.
2: You can literally the Google anything. Okay. Yeah. So that's what makes Tim mad as hell yeah. this week. And if, if anyone does come up to me and tells me,
1: right, on oh, the moon landings were fake, I will do a buzz order on. Literally, that's how angry it makes me. Be warned, because people. Of, be warned. Yeah. Midnight's man will. Tries to punch you in the face with his arthritic hands quite feebly.
2: (laughs) I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Speaking of misnoised men, who might punch you in the face? (laughs) (laughs) Rid of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Batman. We had a teaser of the uh, the Robert Pattinson, Pattinson version of Batman. Yeah. And uh, it was nice. It was okay. I think we both said on this podcast before we're both looking forward to Pattinson's version of I'm not always
1: the interpretation of Batman. I'm looking yeah, yeah. forward to see what he does with the role.
2: Yeah. You know, my only regret, as I've said previously,
1: is that Affleck wasn't given the chance to be Batman by himself.
2: Yeah, I do And got to there, pursue
1: yeah. a, more, a more veteran Batman, a Batman who'd been on the streets longer. Battle Yes, so, Yeah, someone yeah. who's been. With a you know thousand yards stare Batman the sort of seen it all done it all yeah I'm disillusioned human, by it all broken broken yeah. by his mission Batman I would have loved to have seen that yeah we're not going to get to see that wrong pants and it's obviously an origin story it's like Batman year one that's but, right um but looks great pants and great great look very daredevil it did yeah um what so did you think would...
2: of the look yeah
1: like you say yeah <sighs> yeah um I want to see the full suit I don't want to see bits and pieces of here do I, I
2: didn't like the logo the chess logo yeah I thought it looked too primitive didn't somebody say the the, uh, the belt buckle was the guns made of the guns that his, his parents were killed with no I didn't see that but I, I no. read it well I didn't see that either no, no, and no, now no.
1: that's going completely against sort of yeah that's what I
2: thought yeah. how would he find yeah, no, yeah that's no, what I thought yeah, no, yeah yeah I hope it's not
1: that's, true, that's kind of a that's like you know, that's somebody reading far more into it than they actually saw yeah yeah you know, somebody being what I would like to call a bell end yeah <laughs>
2: That sort of person we like to call on here, a bell end. A bell end.
1: <laughs> use your time more wisely, young man. I <laughs> advise you to look at Tracy Lawton, Mary Millington.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he's that age, isn't he, uh, Rob Hanson, where he can he can still portray a young Batman? He can grow with this role, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. There could be a, a few good movies in this. Well, what, I, what, I, it right. what I
1: like about him, I've said this before, is the, the way he, he messes with the press and he makes up stories.
2: I remember you said about it, yeah, um, yeah yeah,
1: yeah. The exploding cloud car. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, the, what's your earliest, worst memory? When I went to the circus with my parents and, and the clouds came out in the car and it exploded. And there were dead clouds lying all over the circus. And the reporter believed him.
2: Brilliant.
1: And when he got so bored, he had the stalker in Paris that time.
2: Yes. Did and he, he take he, him for dinner or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: He invited the stalker in and, and he told her all the stories about his life and she hated him so much. She just <laughs> left him alone after that. It was brilliant. That's how you deal with the stalker. That is how you deal with
2: with them, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah so yeah. he's... he's quite the lads, Robert Pattinson
2: I like quite him out there yeah I like him have you seen the light-up shit? no no I haven't seen it yeah no, no. but that looks good I'm hearing good things about it it's, it's. I have no idea what it's even about but people are like do you know sort of our uh, Pattinson because of Batman yeah he's sort of come back into the frame now isn't he a bit so people are yeah he's been doing a lot of theatre work hasn't he and... yeah
1: theatre and art yeah arty party films yeah and things yeah and... Cut his chops Thing, anyway. things that pass below my radar it's, yeah you know, you're on Netflix arty farty no 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 <laughs> so, you know, indie film about somebody suffering no nope. wanky <laughs> wanky 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 it just goes to my wanky file I, I don't bother with it. you uh, see literally that's most of like Netflix uh, all the yeah. again that looks like a of old toss no <laughs> balls no 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 old toss <laughs> Well, it business, it's like, it's like when you hit Pornhub or something, you know, and you're on page 45. No, that won't do. I have a very Not specific... what I'm looking for. Is this Tuesday and it's 7.20? I have a very specific agenda in mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's that kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
3: This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents.
2: So we're talking about Netflix. We saw a little uh, snippet of Stranger Things as well. Stranger Things 4. Oh, Hopper. Hopper. Hopper, Hopper, Hopper. Who gives every middle-aged man that brief, you know,
1: moment of hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I can be an action hero. Look at Fatty Hopper. Look at him go he's clonking people and he's having the time of his life he's a bit breathless but he's getting up to give him another smack in the <laughs> he doesn't take any shit he's a grumpy middle aged fat too like, yeah. just
2: like me you know. then they made him hellboy yeah, yeah exactly. all. there is
1: you know it, it, hope springs eternal you know. I could be big red too I'm, you know, I'm chunky I have my boobs aren't quite as big as Hoppers or Chris's but you know, <laughs> you know you'd probably make a better hellboy than me in all fairness why but you're talking <laughs> 10,000 feet
2: tall aren't you <laughs> you know no but it was good to see him back though oh it's fantastic I mean it was only a tiny little clip but he, obviously he's in Russia but yeah
1: but it, it puts to bed it, it, so everybody I think they might have lost the audience they might have potentially lost because Hopper's not going to be they've automatically brought back in the phone yeah yeah how's Hopper going to save the day again because yeah. Hopper
2: will save the day Hopper always saves yeah. the day I think yeah. it's clever doing that in a snippet as well because the big arc everybody was expecting was going to be what happened to Hopper but they've yeah. kind of put that to bed already well, we know what Hopper is. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. fine. They just gotta how do we get Topper from there back to
1: Hopper's? Yeah, life. exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's part of. It. I mean, season three, I just loved Steve. Yeah, oh, he was brilliant. Wasn't he? Well, the, the, you know, the whole Scoops life, Scoops of Scoops Ahoy. That yeah, just his little Scoops Ahoy hat hat. He's running around in his little shorts, trying to evade the Russians. I thought that's brilliant. You're being avoided, you're being avoided, evaded by
2: a teenage boy. It was like a come down in for assen- the school. In essentially, a rent boy's outfit. Yeah. It was yeah, like well, a come down for the school bully or yeah. something, like you know. It was like, uh you know, yeah, after school, this is real life for me, too. Right? Yeah. You know, scoops of ice. Oh, but yeah, that that. Um, when well, you little like a
1: wonderful story, right? Yeah. Um, when I when just when I was leaving school, we had a PE teacher called Clive Shell, and he was a prick, <laughs> horrible piece of work, horrible nasty piece of work, right? Yeah. Um, this is the guy
2: you saw we were about last week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: well, he? It just did fractured my jaw.
2: Yeah, yeah. Punch me
1: in the face. Anyway, one one of the guys he bought was called Steve Shepard.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, Steve was a big lad, and Clive always wanted to play rugby, but he wouldn't because he wanted to focus on other stuff. So the story goes, years after school, he saw Clive Shaw walking down the street, and he shouts across him, Oh, Shaw, you're bald, homosexual. Right? No way. Yeah, yeah. So Shaw goes, What do you want, Shepard? And he goes, Having, oh, so Steve was running across roads. I Shell's taking his jack off Steve Shepard lamped him, leathered him. No <laughs> was way! Funny.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely leathered him. In the that space. is awesome. So yeah. So we have a track. It's time for coffee. Let's yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? Coffee break. So this is um, Wake the Dead, the on-engineer records. We featured them before, but they're so good. They are definitely worth featuring them again. This track is called "Back for More." And indeed, we are back for more, but what? Hey, that was uh, Wake the Dead. with back for more. Doing what they do, and we are back for more. We're back for more. Always. Altered Carbon. Oh. <laughs> Season two. Season two really is here. Season hit. two, yeah. It's gonna. It's
1: February 28th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, so it hasn't dropped yet. No, it drops February 28th. Okay. Um, so, which means that February 29th. Yeah. If anybody even tries to phone me or contact me, <laughs> yeah. you, you'll you'll just be talking to cough. Right. Okay. Because that's what I'll be doing is Notice. just be sitting down and marathoning it from beginning to end. Are they releasing it in one block? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was Netflix. It's, it's, it's just the whole thing, Just it's just going to be a bang. Nice. Just, they don't do it like, they're not going to drip feed it an episode a week, I do because it's a Netflix production. They're just going to drop the whole season. Oh, okay, cool. Um, And new Takeshi Kovac. Yeah, uh, Mr. Anthony Mackie. Oh, so good. One <laughs> of, I, mean, I, 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 Joel Kinnaman's a great actor, but Anthony Mackie, the Falcon, is just, a, you know, Sam Wilson is just another level.
2: What's the reason they've uh, changed? I'm not up with all the, car- all the carbon, so. Right, so. Um, is there a reason they've changed actors? Yeah, well, because people can change bodies. Cause, okay. Uh, the human
1: consciousness is compressed into what's called stack, what's called stack. Yeah, yeah. Which is at the base of the neck there. Yeah. Right? So, human consciousness and everything that a person is can be changed from body to body, it can be needle cast. So, oh, it can okay. be sent across space. Right, right, okay. So you can take him from one body and put them to another body.
2: Gotcha,
1: yeah. And Takeshi Kovacs is something called an, an envoy, which is like a top, top special forces sort of, sort of operative. So, everything that Takeshi is, mm. um, he's in great demands and mercenary. In the books, he's in great demands and mercenary everywhere because he is the best of the best. Okay. So he sleeves from one body to, to another body to another body to another body so they can uh, perform all these missions and get paid. Okay, a massive mercenary fee. Right, it's different in the series, and that he was uh, he's Joel Kinnaman in the first series, obviously to solve a high profile murder. Um, and in the second series, is gonna be Anthony Mackie. Now, the second series is not going to mirror the second book from the series because the second book of the series is Broken Angels, okay. Um, which is about the discovery of an alien spacecraft, right? Um, and the defense of this discovery and to get you to go back as part of the team defending this and sort of excavating this alien technology in an archaeological dig
2: yeah it's
1: fascinating book,
2: incredibly well written um you happy with anthony mackie being cast in oh god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's i'd, I'd watch
1: i'd watch watch Anthony mackie just paint walls
2: <laughs> literally i think he's, he's a wonderful
1: choice of actor yeah
2: i think so yeah yeah you know, um he, he yeah. stood out um in the uh, the Marvel movies, in the... In the well, that's why yeah. they, I
1: think that's why they've given him and yeah. um, Bucky that like, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Which is the Marvel series I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, that's...
2: Because that, is that the Fal- issue? That's the issue. Yeah, because yeah, Falcon
1: yeah. is essentially now Captain America. That's right. So the question when Falcon became Captain America in the books, the question was, would the world accept a black Captain America? That's right. And inevitably the answer was not really mm. because society is still racist to the point where that's an issue which is absolutely ridiculous and blows my mind because Sam Wilson should be Captain America
2: yeah
1: and so the question is then going to become well does Bucky Barnes the Winter Soldier become Captain America um, Bucky Barnes the Winter Soldier has also been Captain America in the books but the question is then you've got this massive international assassin who's committed crimes for decades and decades and decades can he can he Atone for what he's done by becoming Captain America, and the world wasn't willing to accept.
2: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> James
1: Buchanan Barnes as Captain America either. So ultimately, the Winter Soldier is who the Winter Soldier is, and the Falcon is who the Falcon is, because Captain yeah. America is an identity personified by Steve Rogers,
2: close. and that's the
1: only Captain America the world accepts.
2: The world accepts, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. And so
1: I'm wondering if the series is going to reflect that. But yeah, Alter Carbon Series Two is just if it's anywhere near as good as series one was it's going to be just spectacular because series one was just
2: yeah, it was i mean it's not enough. as good as the
1: book really not as good as the book but the series is incredible but the book is because the book is like broken uh alter carbon broken angels and welcome furies yeah the takeshi Kovacs trilogy is literally my favorite science fiction trilogy are they, are the they doing are they doing the books just this? no well, um alter carbon sort of they, they straight from the path a lot I don't think they're doing Broken Angels as the second series I mean I would love to see them do Broken Angels oh so they're <laughs> not just doing the book no, straight no, up no, no. Oh, okay. it's, it's a, it's a yeah, different yeah. thing I mean I think it's going to be more like a sort of Blade Runner noir sort of Kovac solves another crime I don't give a stuff it's <laughs> certainly it, 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 exactly yeah. Mackie playing
2: Takeshi Kovac is going to be awesome good enough for you yeah we like to uh, go backwards as well have a look at some uh, retro sci-fi and this week we've gone with, well there's sort of two different versions you can grab of this Uh, Battlestar Galactica My introduction to this came on BBC Two, I'd say about 84, 85, the reruns. When they showed the series. Yeah, the, the, the original, yeah yeah.
1: Stopped, yeah, yeah. yeah? Yeah, that was it, oh, yeah. So, so my introduction came, because when Battlestar Galatica was released in America, as the, the series was released, the first two and a half, three episodes were cut down led into a film for cinematic release in the UK and Europe. I went to the cinema to see Battlestar Galactica. Oh, in really? 78, yeah, 78, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was my introduction to it. And I only later discovered, like 84, 85, mm. that it was a TV series that I could see. Yeah, yeah. And I'd read, there was a, there was a uh, novelization of various episodes from the series. That I think I'd read um, Gun on Ice Planet Zero, which okay. was one of the episodes in the series.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and the book was fantastic. I, mean, I read it and reread it and reread it just because it was something yeah. about psychedelic that I could have. Because, you know, you, it was on video, yeah, but you had to rent videos. You couldn't buy video tapes in those days. And it was never shown on TV until yeah. it appeared on BBC Two. Exactly, know? yeah. yeah. And, you know... You just have to wait the, around until... Yeah, you have to wait till it appeared. And that's... I just love the idea, you know. There are some who think that life here began out there. And it just tied into that whole von Danek Daniken, Chariot to the Gods thing that was massive in the 70s that... Yeah. Extraterrestrial influence that mankind started us when you had the 12 tribes of man according to the signs of the Zodiac I think I thought it was a really well thought out thing by Glenn Larson. Yeah, it was mapped
2: out quite well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You
1: imagine him sitting by his pool one day, his cigarette in his cigarette holder, you know, and the newborn ladies dancing around him,
2: serving <laughs> cocaine on big platters. I, I have it,
1: I have it, I have an idea for a series. I, Glenn Larson. I
2: well, that's how I got into it because I, I, I told you what I, what I watched on the reruns in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Glenn Larson, and I was like, dude from Red Rider. I was a big Knight Rider mark then Where? so big time and also the Zylon and the red sort of like Kit got yeah that's just ripped off of the Zylon yeah 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 Kit, yeah Kit rips that off of the Zylon yeah. yeah so I was like okay this is cool I like I like Glenn's work in Knight Rider let's see what I can do in space and there we go see I never got into Knight Rider really yeah what didn't do it for you David Hasselhoff <laughs> yeah he
1: just looks cheesy yeah big sort of 80s perm yeah in that leather jacket trying to be cool God, i'm too cool for school Yeah, you know oh he look at me can cool. be doing disco dancing and all that kind of. hasloff's not cool do you know how oh, no, hasloff's not cool he's not now i've met the half i've met the half right? yeah yeah and the half stank of cheap cheap booze cheap whiskey and dreadful cigarettes he just stank of it and this was at 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning yeah 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 Oh, that's yeah, awful. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's the Hof, so he's like, oh, legendary figure, <laughs> yeah. And any man who's like, you know, I, I'm up for work, but I still stick on last night. It's not yesterday's disasters. Issue.
2: Brilliant, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, and I hated Kit. Really? Yes. Really. Well, because the William Daniels voice. Oh, okay. I've heard people
1: say that. It's like a Trans Am, right? Yeah. So it's a me aggressive looking car, and then he goes, hello,
2: Michael. <laughs> Let's go for tea. Let's <laughs> as, as I'm, not, I'm not a driver, but yeah. they, apparently they were notoriously bad to handle as well, Trans Ams. Yeah, but all, all cars of that era were okay. notoriously bad so to handle. So that's not an oh, exclusive no, to Trans no no, okay. no, no, no.
1: It's why power steering became a thing in American cars before it became a thing here. Right, I Because the cars weighed so much and were so heavy yeah, yeah. that they are really bad to handle. One of my favourite memories is driving a Chevy Malibu, like a 1974 Chevy yeah. Malibu. Um, all over New York and Pennsylvania in 1992 and it was like a big V8 beast and the door nice. was as big. The door to get into the car on each side is a two door car but with, with massive seats behind. So you would open like the, the, the driver's side door and the passenger door and put somebody getting into the car in the back could literally step between the seat you didn't need to pull the seat forward they could just step between the sit inside the doors were nearly the length of Fiesta <laughs> I love it and this thing would wallow down the road so you bounced bounce <laughs> <Yeah>, down and yeah. <laughs> the suspension would knock you all over the place and the, the, it, it had like a pig but it was glorious yeah Um, and so like massive engines producing limp amounts of power by that period uh, so you got this Trans and I just, I just don't like to look at that Trans it, okay. it's, it's like a terrible sports car. Okay. So it looks. It looks like you know the dude driving it should have a shirt open to his chest, the big medallion. Oh shit, Michael Knight. <laughs> there you yeah. go, right? I, I, I just didn't get like right but I was just caught from the, the
2: opening credits where it's like yeah. the purple desert scene. You know, it was like that, you know, desert, you know. Uh, Michael the Knight, down. a man who does yeah. not exist. And he's just got this machine coming out, and it's like. Yeah. Like, you see all the all the, the, the yeah,
1: that that's that's kind of cool. I like the I cheesy like voiceover. Yeah, 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 I think one thing the shows lack these days a cheesy voiceover. Oh yeah. And uh, one of the things I think we missed as career callings mm. was like yeah, when you used to videotapes. Yeah. And you used to have video tape guy, mm-hmm. and he'd tell you a series, so you'd be like Cobra. Cool, yeah, yeah. The story of a cop pushed to the edge. oh man. Right at the end of his (laughs) channel, who will not take it anymore?
2: And I think Commando, they stole his daughter, but they will not take his pride as well. (laughs) He puts it all on the line, yeah, even
1: his balls, that kind of stuff. And you don't get that anymore, yeah, yeah. You put back to past that we had. It's like Dirk Benedict becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because he's playing Starbuck. And everybody really loves Starbuck. Yeah. More so than Apollo, who, you know, always looked like, yeah, the stick shot of his ass. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm so straight-laced, I'm Apollo. I, 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 it's like C-3PO given human form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even then, I didn't like that daggett thing. Muffet the dagger in the original series. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the robot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the little kid who's crying, no, 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 my world's destroyed, I've lost my dog. Yeah, it's sad you've lost your dog. But somebody gives you a metal dog and like you forget you your okay. dog. You're okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. yeah. Look at my lovely little robot that just sort of squeaks and trundles down the corridor. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that any you know, you there's a Cylons, and the best you can do is like this this <laughs> this this metal dog with bits of fur glued onto it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody had run out of budget by the idea by the time the, the idea from Muffet the Dagger But it's a fantastic series. Did you? And I just like the idea. They're trying to find Earth.
2: Did you like the um two thousand four series? Yeah. I like that more. I, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> See, Battlestar like Galactica had such a massive impact on me that when I was watching when I was watching the remake, I was thinking, oh, I really like Do I like it as much? I don't know. Yeah. And I I I still can't ask that question. Do I like it as much as the original? I don't know. Okay. Um. Because the original explored lots of different sort of ideas and you know about humanity finding itself and all these lost colonies of man and, and just.
2: Did you fanboy out over uh, Katie Sackhoff?
1: Oh I was fanboy out over Katie Sackhoff, I met Katie Sackhoff. But, <laughs> but,
2: but I I think that's an unusual <laughs>
1: terminology. Fanboy out, fanboy out, fanboy out over Katie Sackhoff I wouldn't have referred to as that. Did you but sat Trisha... off over Katie? <laughs> <laughs> Patricia Helfer
2: <laughs> Oh okay
1: yeah yeah That's, that's yeah. a
2: different story. Yeah yeah. She could beat me up any day <laughs> of I wish no, they would. just they just took that nineteen seventy eight, uh, and they just idea, and they took it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, fa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant,
1: fantastic. I just I like the the idea that how do you differentiate between man and machine? Because when the Cylons evolve to a certain point, when machinery evolves to the point of the Cylons evolve, between mm. how do you differentiate between? Yeah, the two, yeah, yeah. You know? the and one. what causes that intense kind of hatred? Mm. It's it's an irrational hatred that one side has for another. Yeah, you know, it's 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 sentience on both sides, but they can't find common ground. They can't yeah. become, move forward together. Is There's always that sort of innate hatred that we've passed on to something we've created. So the Father begats the Son and the Creator passes all the Creator's foibles onto the machine. Yeah. It? It's like the whole thing with God. Like God created man and gave man the, the gift or the curse of free will. So we're allowed to make our own decisions and we're allowed to make our own disasters because of that, because He made us in His own image so well that we just repeat His... Mistakes, and that's what happens in
2: South America. The creator passes on everything that's inherently wrong with them onto the machine. It was one of those last, um, well, not last, but it was a show at a time when they didn't have to have a quick fix either. It was given time to grow. Yes, yeah, season long, season long arcs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's so, what—that's one of the things that TV's forgotten. You're totally... not, so, not so much
1: like uh, shows on the streaming platforms that will drop everything at once. I, I, mean, I think we're seeing this with like Discovery. Okay. Discovery's picked up. Star Trek Discovery has picked up the idea that you have a season-long arc. You have individual stories to fit into this bigger
2: picture. It's though. not a quick fix gratification yeah, all yeah, yeah. you know. Because and
1: then the whole, when you see the whole, it makes incredible sense. And every week you drip-feed something else that dra- drags you forward and makes you want to watch. Them. Yeah. It's like with Picard. I and mean, have episode four now. That's right. And it just gets better and better. And the fi- mm. final five minutes of episode four, you've seen it. The no, yep. no, I'm, I'm going three Final five minutes. Yeah. All right. that to make you go oh yeah, you're going like to a big Randy Savage You're go, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to dance around the room like you're in a cocaine frenzy too, because it's just that good, that okay. five minutes of this, of this episode. But so I
2: still good. love that, that style of TV, where it was sort of, you know, not a monster of the week, kind of like a monster of the week, but it, it had a, a story, like a story arc was always involved right. too. It all, like, like, like I said, it always pushed it. It's like the first time Doctor Who did it.
1: Everybody keeps saying. Yeah. It, it, the Doctor Who really did it, it made, when it came back in 2004 or
2: so, 2006. Uh six,
1: yeah. Because there was a season, he was doing it before, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it was The Key to Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Baker. Yeah. When he was tracking down the OMS The Key to Time to prevent the black guard from getting his hands on it so
2: he yeah. can fix so much so they were bundled together, weren't they? They they were released on DVD. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't release whole seasons, but they released no, those. No, but that,
1: that that season that was a whole season of Tom
2: Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was yeah.
1: With, with um Romana, Mary Tams Romana, and then it becomes Lala wood becomes Romana after That's it. right. Yeah, yeah. And Destiny of the Daleks, which was the opening episode of the season after that. Right, because Mary Tam only did one year. Yeah, as Lady Romana. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Romana. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Um, but so Mary Tam is from Marla, then Lava Woods from Mana, but Mary Tam does the Keith Time saga and then.
2: So do you think that style like, of TV's coming back now? Or I would it? hope so.
1: Yeah. I'd prefer that style of T V to yeah. just quick fix. I mean I like there's nothing wrong with quick fix sort of like I say, March of the week shows where there's one story that's pushed forward yeah. and that's it. But keep having a like, underlining sort of Yeah, but I mean at the same time we pushing up, the bigger story. We you know? grew up when they're the old Saturday morning cliffhangers on TV. Mm. Like the old Flash Gordon thing. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. A, that's like a season long thing. So people go to the cinema once a week to see these shorts. Mm. And we get to see like one every morning. So to us, a series of TV was like Flash goes to Mongo to kill Ming. incredibly racist prospect with the whole Ming <laughs> and Mongo. Run. Yeah, yeah. We're not even going to get into that. But it drags out over like 13, 14 episodes. And it forms a gradual story arc. And that's what I like. I like long game. I like... People, I, I like seriously play the long game I like
2: stories to play the long mm. game I like things to last and just be pushed forward and pushed out there I think people's attention span just doesn't allow that anymore you know it's, uh,
1: well, people like, on that scenes... as
2: said before people
1: are yeah. as a whole people are morons so you know that's if like a... call more I'm just <laughs>
2: that's I the underlying so theme yeah. Yeah. people are morons people are morons if you're looking for the best new bands punk and hardcore have to offer look no further than Engineer Records sponsors of Mass Movement Presents I thought it was not a moron. Who's that then? Sleeve. They're not morons.
1: They're pronouncing no, good anyone.
2: music. We featured these before as well, but right. it's so damn good. We're
1: gonna come back on,
2: on I like to call them the uh, Thinking Man Smiths, hardcore version of the Smiths. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean Morrissey's... There's plenty of Morrissey nonsense, like right. yeah, and, uh, you know Morrissey's secret Zeke Hale moments, <laughs> which has completely destroyed his career and rightly so.
2: This is Engine by Sleeve. That was sleeve with engine.
3: Hi, this is H from Acid Rain, and you are listening to the Mass Movement podcast. Good idea that I heartily endorse this podcast.
2: Radio, radio, radio. You listen. Radio, but radio. You, you listen to the wireless. I've been listening to the wireless. You well, to the
1: wireless. Well, the wireless, as such. You know, <laughs> so, let's
2: all gather round and listen to Murder the Mystery Theatre this week, children. When you told me about this, that's what I, That's the. That's what I imagined you imagine me yeah, sitting yeah. there in
1: my rocking chair?
2: Yeah. my pipe house was, was rather weird. <laughs> it's
1: 1936. <and laughs> it's time to listen to this week's Bally Radiogram. So we have been checking out then? Okay. Uh, the Charles Dexter Ward and The Whisper in Darkness, the BBC's I adaptations sure. of H.P. Lovecraft. Famous stories. And they are rather good. It's like a modern twist. And modern interpretation on both
2: stories and the okay. character, both absolutely fan. Now, you weren't a, f- a fan of BBC's adaptation of Dracula, so how is no. this? Um, oh, it's infinitely better, it's yeah. It's chocolate cheese, okay. Absolutely chocolate cheese. If you
1: like a lot of people my age and sort of um generation before and generation after discovered um horror literature through writers like H. P. Lovecraft. Yeah. So you know, you start reading Lovecraft when you're eleven and twelve. Mm. Um, and a lot of his more eh, less appealing characteristics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even figure in your imagination. Mm. So the stories become the all important.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: As does his prose, and his way of telling the story. Now, the BBC have taken these wonderful stories, and they've given them a really modern twist. Okay. And they've made them really, really, really work. Okay. Especially in this age of sort of paranoia when yeah. everything's about um, secretive government agencies, people pushing against certain agendas. Yeah. You know, the whole people being treated as cattle and used to fulfill a certain agenda. Um, it really works. It
2: absolutely
1: works. Do you know
2: who wrote these for the BBC? Do we know? or I don't know. Julian Simpson, I think, maybe. Right, okay. Okay. But whoever it was,
1: yeah, he did an incredible job with that. For them. Of just giving them a, a different identity and a distinct flavour of their own, while retaining the mystery, suspense, and the ideas of the original stories. Yeah, um, and staying true to Lovecraft's idea of the great old ones and elder beings and vast cosmic horror, and mankind being just a tool and a plaything.
2: And it's it's wonderful, absolutely fantastic. Ten episodes, I think. Ten episodes of each. I think this sort of media is coming back a bit, isn't it? Do you know a lot like people... Like podcasts. Like, I mean, ten years ago, would anybody really listen to the radio? or listen? No, you know? no,
1: I, I doubt I mean, it, essentially drama like this is something that allows people to... I don't know, maybe what I'm trying to say. Like the point I'm trying to make is that you've then got to explore different forms of literature. The, the, the ideas that originally gave these forms. Okay, yeah. That inspired somebody to write and inspired somebody to adapt. And you might look to that to
2: mm. uh, move further into something different. It's just, this might spur you on to sort of Yeah, yeah, book, Yeah, inspire you to pick up some of Lovecraft's yeah.
1: books and read them. And the stories are incredible.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, some of his language is a little uh, tasty. Uh, I don't say tasty, uh, mildly offensive, maybe. Okay. Um, but apart from that, no, the stories the still stand out. And this runs into. The Whispering Darkness. The Whispering Darkness, yeah. Which has been. Ti- which is cleverly tied into the Randolphs from UFO incident in 1980. Oh, okay. So the, on the Army back- base. The... Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. like the, what's commonly referred to as the British Roswell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becomes the backbone of the Whispering Darkness. Of Whispering no, Whisper Darkness. That is interesting. And it's, I, and it's yeah, it's yeah. really. It's so good. I, mean, I think I've listened to them both three times. Andy. Okay. Um, just while I'm walking the dog, you know, you put your headphones in so you're not bothered by other people. Yeah. I'm walking my fat hound around, like trying to fat decrease hound. decrease his body mass and keep him <laughs> alive a couple of years. Yeah, His right? yeah. life is not all about biscuits, Robert. Come along. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> no, that's,
2: that's another ten episodes, then, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, so yeah. Chunky, Chunky Bobby Beagle is not a, not a fan of these because it makes, means he stays out longer and has to walk further. <laughs> oh, look out! The BBC Oh, opponent. no, get the lead. Oh, it's like, look how he's putting his headphones in. Oh, bother,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no biscuits for me today. I mean, don't that like you, you walk in quite sparse, um, countryside, don't you, as well? Yeah, doesn't that like freak you out a little bit having that in the ear? And... The best time for, oh, so there's one episode, there's one episode in each of these
1: things, mm-hmm. like one episode six or seven, when um there's a massive explanation of sort of mytho- the mythology behind things, like by ancient sources and black magic and stuff in one part, and like ancient elder beings, now it's tied into to, uh the tula society and yeah. uh, the Vril society, all this kind of stuff. And the only time it sort of slightly freaked me out was <laughs> when I got up at, you get on Monday mornings, I'm up at like half five to walk the dog, mm-hmm. and so you go, I walk along like nature reserve paths, and there's all these branches and trees, and they're blowing in the wind, and you know, the, the moon sort of creeps out behind the things. And yeah. You sort of imagine, well, what if there is something behind me, it goes, it goes, boom, <laughs> <With> all these <laughs> tentacles, and just wraps us around you, you know. Suck out your vital juices and whatever else keeps you going. That sometimes of freaked me out. Okay. Yeah, But I don't get, tend to get freaked out by things like that. Because I just figure if somebody wants to stab me to death and
2: crack on, like, put me out my Yeah, day yeah. Day on <laughs> <you shit. laughs> I do give shit, you know. Because I'm I going to be listening to these now this week Um, in an empty warehouse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean... Oh yeah, they might, might freak out a bit. You
1: know. <laughs> I mean, it, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? Some mad cultist comes and stabs you to death. Well, What else are <laughs> really, you? What else I going to be doing today? I might be having a. To- I might be tossing off the pornography on the internet <laughs> Or watching some bad science fiction. <laughs> so you know, being stabbed to death that's something new and unusual. Hello, everybody. This is Igor Cavallera from Paprik Cavallera Conspiracy, and you guys are listening to Mass
0: Movement Podcast.
2: All right, let's keep it moving. Then, there so um, no, in a while, just over, a, just under a month, mm. uh, Dog Witch Omnibus comes out. The whole shebang. Oh yes, Dan, in... Dan Sheffer's Dog Witch.
1: Ah, wow.
2: Yeah. Um, see, I
1: It's an underground comic that was originally from, like, I want to say, 2001 to 2004. Okay. Published over a three-year period. The whole shebang by one first comics. Yeah. Collects absolutely everything. So it's like a 500-page omnibus. Wow. Okay. Omnibus. Um, and there's an introduction about the Sosky, sis- the Sosky sisters, the horror, horror directors. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's mental. It's yeah. absolutely mental, and it's absolutely wonderful.
2: So is it still is it still an ongoing thing, or is this? No, still... no, it,
1: it finished, like, 16, 17 years ago. Wow, okay. But the whole story, the whole arc is collected in this one massive omnibus. Nice. And if you've got to think of witches and incredibly seductive gothic women such as elvira <coughs> <laughs> um you will love this because the hero violet the hero violet grim is just one of comics greatest anti she's an absolutely kick-ass female protagonist who just doesn't take any shit off anybody and just goes out there and does what she wants to do nice um it's a tank girl taken to the nth degree but okay yeah I uh, gotcha. yeah yeah um, well and her only company, and her, you know, her best friends are a tiny little living doll, mm. um, who might or might not be the reincarnation of a victorian hero you know, prostitute and witch, and a nice. stuffed dog who makes weird fil- who who films these weird films videos she makes in order to subsidize her life. Okay. Because um, she's been exiled to. It is wonderful. It's it's just. What's her backstory her, then? What's her sort of? Um. Or what's the synopsis? Okay, her? so she's. She's in a band, she thinks she's somehow involved in her sister's murder. Right. Um, she tries to resurrect her sister and she's exiled to a plane of existence by the magical council. And it's about her reeking out of her existence in this area in this plane and gradually events the events of her past start to unravel and start to gain momentum and her past goes back to her. Okay. Yeah, it's that
2: fantastic. sounds interesting, isn't
1: yeah, yeah. it? You know, it's down with, the, down with the patriarchy, up with the matriarchy. It's really good. Nice. And, you know, yeah, I'm probably a little bit too obsessed with violent Grimm, for good, <laughs> because, you know, goth women, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> because goth women, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so and that's no, how i done... you come on. You yeah, no, you, I know, I yeah. know. You know.
2: Yeah. My goodness, yes. That's how I've done one first comic. Sounds, sounds dreadful. March 10th. Yeah.
1: Sounds dreadful, but goth women, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, while Tim has a cold shower. I blame Elvira. (laughs) While Tim has a cold shower, we'll have another track. (laughs) Um, This is Escape Elliot. Okay, while I I fantasize about running away with (laughs) Elvira. This is Escape Elliot with Spacey on Engineer Records. Elliott with Spacey that's uh, out now on Engineer Records. Hi, this is James from Widows, and you're listening to the Mass Movement Podcast, you lucky devils. Big announcement in the uh, world of uh, theme, theme parks, parks. Yeah. this week. Uh, Universal Monsters have announced. They're going to. Well, you, but Universal. Florida, Sorry, Universal, Universal, Monsters Universal Monsters are announced. Universal Monsters are announced. Didn't you we're see the press back. conference?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> what? We were there, all, all of us. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Universal in Florida, in Orlando. Yeah. I've announced they're having a Universal Monsters Land. Which is music to these years. Oh, mate. 2023, I think it is? Yeah. yeah. So Frankenstein's Castle is going to be going overlooking oh. the whole thing. Wow. And it's going to be set up like, I believe, um, like a Gothic German village. Oh, wow. So, um, I don't know how they're going to tie. The creature from the black lagoon into this is anybody's business, but I bet you anything like there's going to be a boat ride, sort of similar to something like the jungle cruise. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Where the creature from the, the black creature, lagoon. Yeah. is, yeah, Um Obviously, be a tour of Frankenstein's castle or something like that with know, based of bargey stuff like a like a ride through. That jungle. could be a haunted mansion type deal. That could. Shut your mouth! Shut your mouth, you pervert! How dare you? (laughs) Insult me, you turd! Type deal. (laughs) Type deal. To a much lesser extent, an inferior copy. (laughs) Yes. An inferior second-generation copy. Yes. It will be that inferior. (laughs) But I think it's brilliant. But the the thing that Universal Monsters have always been a part of the Universal theme parks. Because when I went to Universal California, Hmm. and we went down, I was. 19 and um, we went down Um, eighteen, nineteen. And so you go down these massive escalators to get there. So you up in the parking, oh, you park on in to Orlando now, yeah? No, no, this is in California. Sorry, California, Sorry. right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Universal in Orlando. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, no, because <laughs> even though it's Harry Potterland, when you go to Orlando, yeah. it's Disney, end of story. Yeah, that's true.
2: Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. That, uh, but in California, you go down these massive escalators, so you go down about six or seven of them. Yeah, huge things to to set the level of the park and the studio and so and that. Right. And the first time I went down, there this thing started ruffling my hair because I had hair back then. Yeah. Started ruffling my hair. Right. And I was telling, them, I was telling, you chin whoever it was, yeah. and it's like this dude dressed as, Franken, uh, as Frankenstein's monster, and he's like six four. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna chin you. You carry on doing. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's so
1: cool. <laughs> you know, but it's, so they've always been a part of it, and they've always brought the Universal monsters into. Yeah. The overall park, but to give them their own land and make it a specific part of this big deal park, it's it's a huge deal. Because they're always looking for,
2: you know, new franchises. All these parks, aren't they? it's Harry Potter and. Star Wars or you know something that's still sort of doing business in the movies and all. Yeah. yeah. So to do this is awesome. It's it's really good. I, I like the commitment they show into that franchise. Will, it, will that will this allow them to bring back their Dark Universe because they've
1: tried to do it before? They tried mm. to do it with Jackie and Untold. They tried to do it with Tom Cruise as the Mummy, which was quite spectacularly terrible. Yeah. One, in, a, in, a, in an entertaining way because it was
2: just oh my goodness really. I'm not much of Tom Cruise going anyway, but. You are. No
1: you don't like tom cruise no mission impossible i liked right so you like all the mission impossible films uh, three oh. of them <laughs> okay which mr bosch which mission impossible films don't you like uh
2: i like one two and three so it was after
1: that have you so you so you've not seen four five and six
2: have you seen i've them? seen four and five i've ever seen six. And and you did,
1: six you didn't like four and five
2: I didn't run first no. i like the wow old... that's that's like you know <laughs> wow yeah i just don't know I, I think it was i was just done with it by then I'm done with it. I'm done with you. The first one's my favourite. love Mission Impossible. The first one. Mission Impossible,
1: the first one's a great film. Mission Impossible 2 is... Mission Impossible 3 is Uh, meh. 2 is is with Dougray Scott, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And 3 is... Hunt! 3 is with um, (laughs) Philip... The dude who died.
2: Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And
1: they're both meh. 2 and 3 are meh. Four, five, and six are uh, in the famous thing in wrestling. Holy shit moments! They are just great. I think films. I've had to re-
2: re-evaluate. Perhaps it's three I don't like and four I do like. I five, to back to one. okay. And six is
1: just knocking out the park. Good. Is it? Oh, six is just you know. Okay.
2: You, you I have trust a, your movie you have a judgment. So i on for
1: the whole thing because it's just so good. <laughs> I'll trust uh, your movie judgment and I'll have another look at it. Well, you should do because yeah. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For back to Universal Monsters, yeah. I I just I just love the idea of the setup that they're going to take it back to the thirties feel.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And they're not going to let it be influenced by the sort of modern world. They're going to take it back to the, the heyday when these creatures first appeared and yeah. dominated the horror cinema. So you've Dracula, Frankenstein's. They're going to recreate that atmosphere of that. Man, go, yeah, it's going to oh. be awesome. Oh. So good. Man. I, I can't I can't wait. It's just going to be. How can I afford to get out there? I've got to, you know, fake my own death somehow and escape <laughs> and get a different life. And
2: <laughs> get the insurance monger and off I go. Well, we need to make money from this podcast, don't we? So anybody who yeah. wants to send in any pennies for the Universal 2023 Fund, yeah. that would be great, thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, sponsor us, send us free product, give us money, do whatever you want to do. Like, <laughs> just give us money. Just give us fucking money. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> just give us money. Advertise. Pay for adverts, you tight bastards. We need to get out there. We're old men. We're not getting any younger.
2: I think Bob girl loves to do us a song now.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus! Can I give us your fucking money? <laughs>
2: University. Yeah.
1: Well, that sounds dreadful. It sounds like we're, we're like we're hot piggyback on the backs of some charity that we've made up so we can. Does it get us money? Yeah, but I don't want to go to prison for like you
2: know.
1: I'm too pretty for prison. <laughs> I wouldn't last five minutes. I can't. I can't run. I can't run away from the big jabs like I <laughs> used to be able to. They trap me and bump me to death in the <laughs> shower. Well,
2: my favorite Universal monster. My favorite Universal yeah, monster. and you down.
1: Oh my goodness, it's gotta be. See, I'm a werewolf guy, so it's, oh, I'm always going to go with the Wolfman. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I werewolf films are my favorite sort of subgenre of horror completely. So it's going to be the Wolfman, even though. Hmm. Wolfman on screen in the Universal films isn't great
2: no no, no. and if I was gonna pick a best Universal horror film
1: I'd go with Frankenstein every single time yeah
2: do you know what I don't think I would I think my favorite is my favorite character hmm. would be Dracula yeah I'd yeah. go with you on the Frankenstein thing because I mean
1: Dracula's when you watch the film you know with Bela Lugosi on it in my in my brain First time I saw it was like ten or eleven, mm. and it's always this great film. I you I tend to forget this based on a stage play rather than on the book. Yeah, yeah. And it feels disjointed, mm. and sort of you've got it. The the audience is expected to make all these leaps of faith and these massive. They're just expected to understand what's going on from scene to scene. Yeah, it yeah. It just feels disjointed, and, and while you know, it's easy enough to do. Most people are stupid. Like we said, most people are stupid. Most people don't get get this or understand this and can't make that leap in exposition, can't hmm. tie one scene to another. But yeah, so best film was definitely Frankenstein, but I like The Wolfman because I'm a werewolf kind of chap. Okay. You know, and I just love werewolf films and werewolf stories. I am, you know... You're the werewolf guy. I'm a werewolf guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come out at night and I'm grumpy and
2: serious. You just like days. the idea of running around naked, don't you? go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean I like the idea of? <laughs> It's like, it's like, you, you
1: think I haven't done this? You don't got your car you I know this I had a whole life before the internet right? <laughs> the, the most you are never going to know about Thank oh, Christ
2: <laughs> Okay then Let's, uh, let's move on forty two. Yeah. You're way older than that. Way <laughs> older. Do you. You, you, you got a couple of years, on me, forty seven. And we're still into this that crappy thing that I was told there should be for kids. That's professional wrestling. Oh I thought you were going to say the Bino <laughs> <laughs> No, yes, professional wrestling. Yeah. And why do we love wrestling? What's in what's the enduring qualities that keep us watching wrestling all these years?
1: You know what? Um because it's more fun than any other sport. It's literally more entertaining. When Vince McMahon coined the phrase sports entertainment, he was right on the money. Yeah. Because there's a physicality and a storytelling and an art to wrestling that no other sport has or possesses. It's a theatre. Yeah. It's a. It's vaudeville written large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screen. Yeah. Um, and every wrestler has to have the same physical prowess as athletes in other sports. But they also have to be able to entertain they also have to be the part actor part athlete mm. you know, and that, to make a whole package and anybody says wrestling is fake well you watch that stuff you watch these men and women put their bodies through that every single night mm-hmm. take those massive falls take those moves and you you it, it's, it's fake, it's, it's nonsense it's just It's predetermined it's predetermined. not fake oh. Much, much. All yeah. of life is
2: predetermined.
1: Yeah. You know? You're it's, born. Uh, you're miserable. You die. That
2: is. Yeah, that is like life. The, uh, do you know? It's just sort of going back more towards like the seventies, eighties, and maybe, and the nineties. Yeah. Wrestling. You've got these big, tough guys, genuine tough guys. Right. You know. But they're essentially acting every single night. Right. And and they you know, acting. And, you know, they'll put on a mask. And they'll and it's just it's wild to me because they were like cowboys. They lived on the road. They they went from place to place. They drank. They slept with the women. And then they moved on. You know? It sounds like your dream life, doesn't it? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. do <laughs> I mean, Chris Andrews, four and a half. What do you want to be when you go, I want to be a professional <laughs> wrestler? Why? Drink women. <laughs> That's essentially what they did, yeah. you know? But yet they, 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 had, they had to have the brain capacity as well to sort of put every night, pull off this sort of yeah. show. You have to be
1: intelligent enough to work out. How the show is going to work, how the show is going to evolve, how to play the crowd, how to work a match yeah. so you can keep the audience involved. Yeah, it's a continually evolving story. Yeah. Um, I mean, wh- wh- when I started watching wrestling, it was the, the heyday of like uh, world of sport. So yeah, okay. It'd be like seventies wrestling. I'd so oh, on, on Saturday. Like, yeah, so yeah, you'd yeah, like, yeah, For an hour yeah. on Saturday, and you'd have you know, Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks, and coming around Batching Cat Weasel, and you know yeah. Nagasaki. I got taken to take, I see the wrestling. I want to say Blackpool, Blackpool okay. Tower, Summer like by a couple of my old aunts in mm. the seventies. And when I saw that first show, that's kind of, that's the kind of thing you fall in love with because you fall in love with the spectacle.
2: Yeah,
1: and I kind of miss the fact that during that period it was beat, the crowd was like old people. Yes. old ladies and stuff and yeah, like when wrestlers yeah, yeah. would come out of the ring you would literally see old ladies battering them with their handbags because they hated them you know, yeah. and just going after them and these poor blokes are just like hey calm down miss. Yeah, it, yeah. it's just the show you know? and they take it and they get back in the ring and they like, I show you my fish look at me like, and they were big fat guys you know, yeah. big fat guys doing this kind of stuff and again it gives you hope that you know
2: It's, it's like they were tough but rugged looking, like Pat Roach he was yeah. considered like, like a sort of toughest bomber Roach yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no body shape to him. He no. was a big dude. He's just a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Who would but, have been digging ditches otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um And the, the fact, like, every night, you know, he, he'd he be drinking, taking drugs, you know, I don't like,
1: We're not going to categorically say that Pat Roach was a coke fiend, because we don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Well, we,
2: we're going to say, like, that, that's the business, though, isn't it? He always struck me as being more more of a, like, chilled wee kind of guy. <laughs> kind yeah, of like, yeah. It. They snort Peru. <laughs> but you know, they did that every single night. Yeah. And they, all night. Then got up and then they had to do this this artistic sort of dance with their partner again. Right. Every single night. Yeah. And it was just crazy to me. So you get up, you put your body through hell. Yeah. You drink to get
1: over it and then you sleep and then you get up the next day and you do it all over again. Yeah. And it's like a never ending cycle. Right? And you've got to be a special kind of heart to do that. Right? So, I mean, when the Attitude Era comes into W. WWF as it was back mm. then. And you had all these guys who just say, Fuck it, we're gonna blow it blow it all up like ECW's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're gonna just be ourselves, push it to the next level. Yeah,
2: be extenuated re- yeah. versions of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So yeah, you know, it's like what The Rock says, you know, how do you get yourself across? You know, you just be yourself mm. but you turn it up to ten. Yeah, yeah, That's right. You know, so you just be a, a much more exaggerated version of yourself. Mm. And it's all these massive characters pounding the hell out of each other. You know, and there's there's always one match that always stands out in my mind from the whole attitude era and that was um, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring and I want to say 99 maybe
2: 2000
1: okay and they're punishing the hell out of each other and there's like these big old glass paints oh safety glass paints um, right yeah 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 by the Titan
2: drum. yeah
1: yeah and they're trying to suplex each other through them mm. and they're so by the time this match, they're trying to punch each other through these things and they're not going through and they're bouncing off. The yeah, because of they're physically going yeah, to get through them. And, but it? they carry on doing it so yeah. they go through each and every one. Yeah. And you just look at these things and you go, man, that was tough.
2: Yeah. That yeah. was just,
1: that was a hard physical match. Yeah. Uh, it was tough. And the WrestleMania when um it's Kane and Raven Right, and a couple others, and Raven drives off in a golf buggy. Yeah, and Kane steals somebody else's golf buggy. throws the driver out, and he chases after them. And you and okay. see Raven yeah. stops his golf buggy, and Kane comes up behind him, stops, puts the hazard warning lights on, my leg <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. the fact that he puts the hazard warning lights on, like, what? It's those what, little things doing? that made You're it. You're in hot pursuit in this dude, yeah. but you still
2: Safety first. Safety
1: first. And it's ridiculous things like that that make you fall in love with this. The little nudges to the fans. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so yeah. Like
1: Stone Cold chasing um, oh, The <laughs> Rock. of tea,
2: Oh, or on
1: the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, price check for a jackass. And yeah. Beating him with a pizza. <laughs> yeah. He and he's beating him on the on, on the checkout aisle, and they're hitting each other with bags of flour, and they're selling it, and they're yeah. selling it so well that you actually you, you, you never for a second doubt that you know being clubbed with a pizza yeah is gonna put down a
2: two hundred fifty pound guy who is in the best physical
1: condition yeah. of his life.
2: You know? I remember being asked like in the nineties why you know because I was like a teenager then going into yeah. 20s in the twenties and the nineties so. Why I hadn't moved on to like UFC and stuff like that, you know? Oh, you want to watch fighting? Go watch UFC. It's like, well, Why? no, there's no storyline, there's no yeah. characters. It's just men fighting. I respect the art form of UFC. And I, respect I do, the yeah, fact yeah. That these guys train oh, and totally. they do what they
1: do. Right? But it's totally but to different. Me, wrestling is a whole package. There's yeah. storytelling. There's yeah, physicality. There's it's it's it's, it's it is like it's like theatre. Yeah. Like you you watch a performance. It's watching performance art. It's watching something, a story put on for you, a play put on for you. Yeah every single night and it changes every single night because
2: everything has to vary Uh, to to keep up those script changes wonderful where else do you see like a millionaire a billionaire yeah getting his head shaved getting thrown to a table getting run over getting smashed by the end by a bedpan yeah you know you just where else do you see a millionaire doing that you know and it's his commitment to the art yeah the the soul of me and you know when, as you are growing old as well you start to get uh, you know what wrestling's about, and you start right. to know that you know what they're what they're doing, and, yeah, yeah. and you realise they're bleeding, they're, they're they're actually making they're cutting themselves. Yeah, it's that's it's just insane. It's, they they want they're that committed to entertaining you that they'll slice their own forehead open. Right, but it's just like the first time I went to see proper indie shows hmm.
1: in well, like Wrestling Evolution, so I went to like FWA shows, like they do the NCLA in Newport.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, yeah. Um, so I've seen like Two Guerrero wrestling, um, Chris Hamrick, and you see guys like okay. CM Punk there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Shows. And when they're like diving off, fifteen foot, 24 high stage things, and they're coming down, they're putting each other through tables, mm. and you're like three feet away from them because yeah. everyone's gathering around watching this stuff happen, and they're really sound. And that's when you start to think this is so good. Yeah, yeah. This, this, the, the commitment to this business that these guys have is incredible. Like Attack Pro Wrestling, right? You go yeah, attack, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, yeah. Wow. Mm. You know, these guys are... They're, they're so good and they're so good. There's not one... You know, there's never a single wrestler I've seen in any Attack show that couldn't be on WWE TV.
2: Well, I well, mean, I'm, a lot easily. of them are now sort of starting across over, aren't they? I mean, yeah. WWE have noticed. and. But, you know, these guys should be on NXT. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Pushed cause they should yeah. be the for because they are
1: just so good at what yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, and you just... There's a time when you think, oh, I, w- I would have loved to have been professional wrestler, I mean, <laughs> but I'd be even more banged up than I already am. You know? yeah. Because life has taken enough of a toll on my you know, already bedraggled, knackered body. <laughs>
2: I was lucky enough to run the ropes in the WWE ring, but um, I, I Yeah,
1: but did you run the ropes or did you just sort of, you know, jog between them? Oh, that hurts a bit. Yeah, <laughs> well, I realise how, how much it hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. I best <laughs> slow down for the next <laughs> bounce.
2: And, oh, dear me. That hurts yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's... But going well, back to all you said about Tap Pro, I mean, those, those guys, they got the same amount of commitment. Yeah. And not even a third of the money. you <laughs> no, You're kidding, right? No, yeah, well... You, uh, I would say not even a
1: tenth of the money. No, yeah. They, they yeah, are there. Exactly, yeah. If that... right? They're, Depends they're, on what the crowd is... They're, what they're, crowd is... Because they put the match in, and then yeah. they're there, you know, selling their shirts, selling their DVDs yes, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. They're at the merch tables. They're chatting to fans. Yeah. You know, they are not... They, they know the fans... Love this business and they love this business. That's why they do it. It's not a case of we do it because we want to make money. If yeah. you want to make money, don't become a professional wrestler. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like if you want to make money, don't play in a band. Don't yeah, be yeah. a musician. If you yeah. want to make money, don't be a writer. Yeah. If you want to make, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> i <actually laughs> why I'm Oops. broke. I why I'm broke. Perpetually broke, man. So that's it, it. You know you. You do it because you love it. Because yeah. Because there's something yeah. about it. There's something about this that you love. This means more to you than money.
2: So, so essentially, <laughs> we still love wrestling because it's just the it's pure greatest It's pure form. escapist it's, entertainment. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it is as
1: it's artistically wonderful and it demands as much of its athletes as any professional sport. Yeah. I Never mean, get probably. real
2: as well. Never get real wrestling. I don't want no. wrestling to ever get real. No. Always no. keep that theater. That. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, when I see real wrestling, it, it always looks to me, it's mainly my blokes putting their fingers up each other's
2: bums. You know, yeah. i see who can do that. I'll give you Have you ever seen that Bushwhackers tape? <laughs> oh, there's, tape. A, there's a clip you can see on YouTube. And one uh, of the Bushwhackers, I can't if he picks up, I want to say, maybe Haku. Well, why you would do oh, the Haku, I'll never know. Yeah. But he's clearly, he picks him up like that, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he puts a finger in the... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that you Had know, on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah. as much fun as that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, man. you do that, the Harku, though, one of the hardest, one of the hardest men to have ever wrestled. Yeah, that's but, a fact. But that's, um, you know, tall. that just
1: makes you tough, and I mean, I wouldn't mind him doing it to me because you know, I'm old and I get it where I can these days. A I, don't <laughs> I, I don't care, like, you know, <laughs> essentially, if you, I'm not saying you no, know, just come up to me and you go Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you if you buy me a cup of coffee I am quite
2: <laughs> really yes, yeah. Okay, so another track in. So Engineer Records they're putting out some of the best uh hardcore punk emo stuff uh in the UK at the moment yeah. or anywhere. This is just another example. This is bear away with growing up. that was better away with growing up. So, Tim, tell yeah. us why you think Captain America is the greatest Avenger. I do think he's just the greatest Avenger. I think he's the greatest superhero. Wow, okay. The okay. Greatest so, superhero ever. Okay, so,
1: yes. Okay. Um, Captain America was the first superhero I ever sort of fell in love with. Okay. You know, And you can read that any way you want. I, frankly, I don't care. <laughs> um, so, you got this idea of this... Weedy Sort of Small Kid who's no use To anybody Right right yeah Who is Overlooked by everybody Who, Which at the time I could relate to Completely because I was Very similar Okay But his heart And his passion For what he wanted to do Were much bigger Than anybody else Gave him credit for Yeah So he becomes The the first The first Volunteer For the super soldier Yeah And he becomes Captain America And even when so the kid gets everything he wants in life but he's still the same person. And his sort of heart and soul never change. His dedication to who he is, what he stands for, his principles have always been the same. And that and when the Avengers first start, um, so you've got Iron Man and Thor Hulk
2: hmm.
1: and Goliath giant, giant Man as he was in the yeah, walls. Yeah, yeah. And captains come into it till Led- later on, yeah. Later on. Um, and they're always arguing this sort of at a loss for who should be leading the team and who is sort of what the team should be and what it represents. Because you've got this massive clash of egos. And then they discover Captain America who's written back in the Marvel Universe by being discovered the, underneath the Arctic ice, mm. perfectly preserved by the super soldier so. And he essentially then becomes everything the Avengers are. Like a moral backbone. He, he is the moral backbone. Yeah. He's the centre, he's the leader, he is mm. Even when he says I don't I'm not the leader of this team I'm just part of all, you know, a focal point I just I do yeah. my part of it. He becomes everything they all aspire to be because his dedication to who he is and what he represents is absolute you know, yeah. nothing he does ever crosses his line he never wavers from his sort of moral center yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, you, there's a, people say well Captain America will be a Republican you probably would be a Republican, but most soldiers are. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, he is absolutely dedicated to every life matters, everybody counts. Mm. You know, he will never leave somebody behind, he will yeah. fight to the last, he will do everything in his power to save absolutely everybody. He doesn't think this person's expendable, that person's expendable, this life doesn't matter, that life doesn't matter. Mm. Everybody matters, to him. yeah, and that's an ideal. He is that the idealized version of the American dream, if you will into a superhero comic.
2: do you say you was the first one you came across the first
1: yeah because oh god Um, so I'd be what four five maybe mm. coming out the dentist and this is this one because in the dentist when I was living in Liverpool when you used to go to the dentist they used to take you to the dentistry school because it was easier to get in for an appointment mm. so my mad old aunt would take me to my mad old aunt the, the person one people mad most of me in the world mm. would take me to dentist so we go there and they gas me because i just don't get these people are putting their hands <laughs> um, yeah so they have to gas me and every time you get gassed you know you come around and then i get a treat for going to the dentist and being essentially being anesthetized and letting people perform surgery on me and whatever and one of the things she got me because she introduced me to all kinds of wonderful literature was um like a marvel comic first Compendium like trade book. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was some of the first issues of Captain America, the X Men, Spider Man.
2: Yeah.
1: For all these comics compiled into one compendium, and the opening story is Captain America. Okay. So you open this book and you read it, and it's Captain America. It's how Steve Rogers becomes Captain. America. Yeah, yeah. I just remember absolutely falling in love with this story and just being, okay. I can absolutely identify with this, this guy, you know, even at that yeah, point, you, yeah. because you're small and you, you, you seem to be insignificant and the whole world's suddenly you, you don't matter but you do matter because yeah. Steve Rogers doesn't matter but then Steve Rogers does matter and that's the message Steve Rogers which is, you do matter, you matter you matter, everybody matters no matter who you are, Okay. You all matter and that's what Steve Rogers
2: So he's not as flawed yeah. as the other characters then? Eh? Oh he's yeah. completely flawed but not as much as the others. He, no, he keeps that moral ground, yeah.
1: the hard ground, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, his, his, his ideology is sometimes his undoing because he because he has such a blinkered, narrow view of the world yeah. and his place in it. He sometimes fails to understand that the world isn't always black and white. There are yeah. grey areas. Hmm. Now, I always see life as being black and white. I'm very much a black and white person. You know, yeah. There's this... There's this and this. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. and bad, left and right. That's it. That's yeah. my sort of worldview. And I sort of travel down between the two as best I can. You know?
2: Okay.
1: Um, and that's what Steve Rogers does. And that's, I
2: guess that's why I identify with it so Okay. Away, so, Yeah. If you think Tim is wrong, email him. Tim at massmovement.co.uk. And yeah,
1: Tim will just tell you to piss off <laughs>
2: <laughs> because he's not wrong.
1: He's right. Yeah. Well, know, um, yeah, I'm just right as I'm ever going to be, which yeah, is very, really. Yeah. And I will never,
2: according to my wife. <laughs> if you're looking for the best new bands, punk and hardcore have to offer, look no further than Engineer Records, sponsors of Mass Movement Presents. So this week, mass movements. Uh, you had video, the new video nasties album. Oh my god! Uh, On APF
1: records. On APF records. Well, it's out in March.
2: Okay. Um, but you had the preview through, yeah. To review. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Dominion by Video Nasties. My yeah. Goodness. No,
2: you did these guys before. Liverpool from Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're scousers. They're sort of sort of like John Carpenter horror obsessives. Yeah. Um, and playing in tomb m- Riffs. Um, oh <laughs> yeah. And tomb meets grief with touches of sixteen and Creator a Yeah. And they are so good. Yeah, everything is perfectly executed. It's just as brutal as you could ever want. I think it's, musically, it just sounds wonderful. It just smashes your skull in, yeah, completely. And um, vocally, the is it Damien? Oh, I don't even remember the singer's name, God, it? It uh, something like that. <laughs> it's something, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, he just sounds like he's gargling coffin nails. It's it's awesome. It's <laughs> graveyard nails scraping his voice. And the, the music's heavier than a coffin lid on burial day. It's just.
2: Incredible. I think they call themselves a uh, black and
1: roll. Is that what yeah, they call themselves? Yeah. Black and roll. Oh yeah. mate, it's just they won the battery. Black, black and black and roll. Literally have come out of nowhere and yeah. gone, We're gonna change your worldview about what this form of music can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's so rare that happens these days.
2: Well it says all like uh, you reviewed everything, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It said all the right like, things in the you know do you you know, for a review, you scan through review and mm. you are like Carpenter, yeah, Argento. Tuned, yeah,
1: <laughs> just like, okay, yep. okay, 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 check that shit out. But it's just oh, mate. Um, I mean, the record's up for pre order now, yeah. And um, so just head to APF Records, or you need to get it on on Amazon, you know, just yeah. order it because I swear to god, that shit, this shit is so good that uh, we've all got to get this record, so we yeah, get these buggers out on tour. Because, yeah. you know, I want to be at standing in the back while they're playing. on my arse falling, They go, yes, yes. yes no, noisy, yes. I like this. I, oh, oh. I'm not getting in the pit. My niece can't take it anymore. i Just stand-in-the-back-in-the-robe. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the old days? Yes, yes, yes. Splendid they were.
2: Now, this is quite good, too. Yeah, yes. yes ha, <laughs> ha, oh, oh, oh. So check out Video Nasties, they're on uh, APF. APF. Records, check them on Facebook, give them a like. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, the album's called Dominion. Just order it now. Don't even think about it, bust out your credit card. And if you've got no cash after that, bust out your wife's credit card.
2: <laughs> okay then. So let's give some shout outs as uh, um, we do. So uh, first off, engineer records, our sponsors. Yeah, as always. The awesome. best in uh punk and hardcore and uh, emo. Good good people putting out great music. Yeah.
1: Uh Dan Sheffer for Dogwitch, because it's just all kinds of good, yeah. And yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, Matt Kint and uh, um, Wilfredo Torres, uh, their new comic Bang. Yeah. It is, mind blowing. Okay. It sort of rewrites, the idea of spy movies from the sixties. Nice. And the whole super, the whole super spy idea, um, liberally messes with the James the, the Bond franchise's chronology. Okay. And the ideas and that, and it. Um, if you love the Flint films, like in like Flint and Iron Man, Flint the James Cook, you're gonna love this book. And it was a heck of a lot of work of Philip K.
2: Dick as well. It's nice. immensely good. So we'll um, probably have a we'll have a look at that in the next week or so then. Well, have well a, I I've the first
1: issue. Nice this week, and it's just it's so good. Excellent. I can't even begin to find the words to just just. So yeah, big shout out to Mackin and Wilfredo Torres for knocking out the park of this book. Nice. Um and, and that that's is it. about it, I think. Yeah. So. so bugger off, leave us be and we'll see you next time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see you next time. Ta-ta. Bye bye.
0: Movement possess Movement possess.